Thank you all uh, for being here this morning. Uh, good morning to everyone in person and uh, joining us online. Um, my name is uh, Nick Robichaud, and uh, I am one of the four elders here at Livingstones Church. Uh, joining me on stage are a uh, few of the elders, uh, well, the rest of the elders, Barry Hamilton, Brent Purdy, and Tanya Purdy is uh, replacing Marsha Martin as she is uh, unfortunately not with us this morning. Uh, she will be doing her tribute uh, on Marsha's behalf. Uh, I've been going here for uh, a long time, and I just want to, uh, yeah, just introduce Pastor Paul and Patty, and, uh, and we're celebrating their uh, 40 years of ministry. They began their ministry on February 18, 1982, in Fort McMurray, Alberta, uh, at McMurray Gospel Assembly as youth pastors. In 1984, they were called to Red Deer to pastor a newly formed congregation that would become Livingstone's Church. They departed in 1994 and would, for ministry in Seattle, but returned to Livingstone's Church in 1998 and have been here ever since. Um, we are going to share as elders uh, tributes to Pastor Paul and Patty for their years of ministry, uh, personal tributes, and as I am on stage and have the microphone right now, I will do mine first. It is an honor and a privilege to be up here to acknowledge Pastor Paul and Patty for their 40, 40 years of ministry. I'm very thankful of how faithful and loving these two are and continue to be within our church congregation. One of the reasons I started to co coming to this church was because of, because of an invitation from Pastor Paul. It was because of him that my parents decided to come to this church back when it was at the Capri Hotel, now the Cambridge. Livingstone's Church has been my home church since 1991, 30 years and counting. It was his heartfelt message and compassionate preaching that kept me coming back for more. I'm very thankful for both Paul and Patty. They truly love to see our congregation succeed and excel in all aspects of our spiritual growth. They both pour out their souls for this church. And, they has, and I love how they have challenged each one of us including myself, uh, spiritually throughout the years. I have and will continue to enjoy Pastor Paul's powerful messages. I personally have had the privilege to listen to about 25 years of his preaching and teaching here at Livingstone's Church. It honestly never gets old as God continues to use him in an incredibly motivating way. A few examples and characteristics of Pastor Paul is that he makes each one of us feel special by remembering our names in a short amount of time. If you meet him one week, by the next week, I'm sure he will know your name and call you out by name and maybe even know your wife's name or your children's names, which is truly an amazing gift. People get plugged in to different church programs and Bible studies because of the direction that he gives those that ask or he will just encourage us to serve in areas he knows will meet our own personal spiritual needs. I've met a lot of people who have listened to Pastor Paul throughout the years and have nothing but the best to say for his godly pre preaching and teaching. Pastor Paul is incredibly committed to our church and Patty and its congregation and gives us his best at no matter what the circumstances are. Whether he has sleepless nights in the weeks preparing these messages or traveling back from, from India the night before with no sleep. He is truly amazing. I'm so thankful for you and Patty, for loving and caring for each one of us, including myself. 
You have held all of our kids on the stage, dedicated them to God. You have done many weddings and funerals on behalf of our congregation, and we're so thankful for that. I'm very gracious to have been a part of it for quite a few of those years. Thank you for sacrificing, and with your dedication, your lives for all of us. To make sure that each of us grows further in our faith and walk with God. Thank you so much. I will hand the microphone over to Barry. Who's next? Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Barry Hamilton, and I'm one of the elders in the church. Um, my wife and I have been blessed to have Pastor Paul and Patty as a ministry team be our pastors for over two decades now. And much of that time, uh, Pastor Paul and Patty have been our friends as well. So we've got to know them uh, at a very special level and in so doing, had the opportunity to watch and observe how they have gone about their ministry. I can be a witness that 40 years of ministry is a great accomplishment, but it is also a tough row to hoe. A pastor lives in the community that his parishioners live in, and he feels the same stresses, he and she. Everything that I say about Paul applies to Patty as well. They're a team. They feel the same stresses that come onto our community as the rest of us do maybe more. Not only do they feel it personally, but they feel it for all of their parishioners that they feel that they've been called by God to minister to. So 40 years is amazing, and it has had its ups and downs, I'm sure. Past and present, I've watched Pastor Paul and Patty rejoice with us, in our victories, because we have victories in life, some large, some small. But I can assure you when something positive happens and God blesses anyone in the church, they rejoice just as much as the recipient. When we are sad or scared, maybe we feel defeated from time to time. That's part of life as well. Too much of a part, perhaps but it does come to visit us. They are there to encourage us with a word from God and to reassure us that God cares for us. That is part of their ministry, and they've been faithful in doing that through thick and thin. Over 40 years, Paul and Patty, there's no doubt been a lot of that. You've gone through two generations of people. Many have gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, so, you have encountered all of that and have been steadfast and faithful in ministering to us. You comfort us when we feel grief or a loss, and that's part of life too. Indeed, when somebody passes away, a family member, or becomes ill, job loss, any number of things can come, and you help us get through that. God's Put that on your shoulders. 
And you've taken it up and faithfully worked with us on that. I've watched it happen. And if someone is despondent and down, you're quick to come with a word of encouragement and a, a Bible scripture to back it up, along with 40 years of experience of watching God work. It's no small thing. And we're greatly blessed to have you here to do that with us. You correct us if we stray or err or become confused. That's part of life too. We all experience that. It's inevitable. And if it's not us personally, it could be a member of our family, one of our children, someone close that we love. And thank you for doing that. That's not an easy job either. Probably most of us don't desire to do that. It's, it can be hard and challenging and not always received. With, but you've always done it, I've, as I have seen, in a measured and compassionate way. Never in a condemning way or in a judgmental way. And so for myself, personally, where I've needed correction, I thank you for that. I'm going to say I look forward to it in the future. <laughs> I hope that um, clearly it's understood that what you really care about is the souls of your congregation. Your goal is to see each and every person here ushered into heaven and to live a successful, blessed life while they're here on earth. I've listened to you talk about that, both of you. Pastor Paul, maybe more so because I spend more time with him, but I know that is his heart and I know it's Patty's too. You have told me many times, Paul, that what you want to do in life is to finish the race of life and ministry running as hard and as fast and as competently at the end as you did at the beginning. And I believe that that is very much what God has for you. I can see you ministering to people well, well beyond 40 years. I don't think that will ever stop in any capacity. So for myself and for other people in this congregation that have experienced the same things or will experience it and going forward, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. There we go. Thanks, Andrea. <laughs> uh, my name is Brent Purdy. I've been on the elders board for about five years. And I, uh, I first met Pastor Paul uh, about 18 years ago, I guess, in the same way that many of you uh, had met Pastor Paul. And that was upon exiting our first uh, service that we attended at Livingstone's Church. He greeted us at the door as we were making our way out. Uh, and it's a gesture that I know that Pastor Paul takes a great deal of pride in taking the time to get to know each of us, and he makes, uh, makes great uh, effort to be able to be there, to greet each of us. I got to know him uh, on a little more meaningful connection, I suppose, at an event that was hosted by the men's ministry several years, or several years, several months later, and uh, the men's ministry decided to host a Grey Cup party. So this was in late November when the Grey Cup would be played out, and uh, it was 
not an unusual November day. There was four to six inches of snow on the ground. And, but what was unusual was that it was actually quite a warm day. The, the temperature was above zero, so the snow was really slushy and uh, wet, and traction was very poor. But the men's group decided before the game started that we would have a game of football out on the field, out by the warehouse over here. So those of you who know Pastor Paul very well realize that he's not a dabbler. And what I mean to say by that is that he doesn't invest his time in things that are trivial. He, where, where he does invest his time, he is fully involved, 100%, maybe 110. Um, and I was soon to learn this about his investment in football. So we were on opposing teams, and it was getting close to the time of the kickoff of the Grey Cup game, so we decided that their team would have the final down since we were up by a touchdown, and uh, at the end of that possession, the game would be over. So they had tried to put a couple of plays together with the first couple of downs and didn't make much headway, and they had one final huddle for their last play. And I was standing on the opposite side of the huddle watching them happen, and as soon as that huddle broke, you could sense that there was something developing, something special within that huddle. Pastor Paul walked out of it. There was smoke coming from his nose. I'm pretty sure there was fire in his mouth. And he, I, I could, I, when he turned around to face me then, I looked into his eyes and I could see the goalposts. And if you know this field here, there, there's no goalposts over here. But he had the end zone in his mind. He had one mission, and that was to win that game. So the quarterback is ready to snap the ball. I see motion off to my left, and there's a few backs going out that way. Quarterback calls for the ball, turns as though he's going to pitch it off. He pivots, and Pastor Paul, meanwhile, had nothing to do with any of that, is gaining speed coming towards me upfield. And as the quarterback pivots, hands off to Pastor Paul, who now, at the line of scrimmage, has a full head of steam. Now, wisdom would tell one that you shouldn't step in front of that train coming towards you. However, I was a bantam football player and trained like Navy SEALs to act and react. I decided to step over in front of this path. So there was um, two things that happened at that moment of impact. <laughs> One was that my hands were on Pastor Paul, so the game, the, the play was over, uh, end of the game, we won. Which was secondary, of course, to the fact that um, what actually had just transpired. And if you've ever been in an accident of any sort, time kind of stands still. And while I had Pastor Paul embedded into my front, I, it was like a moment where I could look around and see the faces of each of the players on the field and their looks of horror at what I had just done to our pastor. So there, there, there was... They were hiding your eyes and sort of, it was like that thing that you, you need to look away, but you can't look away. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I stopped him. As time, as time kind of came back into to real time again, I was excited that I'd stopped him, but I looked around to celebrate 
and everyone just kind of shed their eyes. They were a little embarrassed, I think, for what I had just done to our pastor. And then I'm thinking, there must be some Levitical law that I don't know about. Thou shall not stop thy pastor from scoring the winning touchdown. But we walked off the field, and I'm feeling a bit of shame, and it's really quiet. And Pastor Paul simply turned to me and said, you are solid. (laughs) Well, Pastor Paul didn't score his touchdown that day. But like someone who performs and excels, uh, you just can't stop them. And Pastor Paul is up here each week scoring touchdowns uh, against the opposition. And we we are in a battle. I have to let you know that, uh, here's a spoiler alert, in this game we win. But there's certainly some touchdowns. Uh, There's some plays yet to play out. And Pastor Paul is empowering us to keep going in the game. And I know that when, uh, on the day that he gets to stand in front of the coach, the coach is going to look at Pastor Paul and say, you were solid. (laughs) Pastor Paul, we thank you for your devotion to the preaching, such an inspired message. It's not always comfy or cozy, and without a doubt, it's a complete version of the Word of God. I've grown so much by witnessing your life, whether it's family or in a meeting regarding church business, it never ceases to amaze me at your perspective of life and service. I'm thankful to know you and have the privilege to work alongside of you and learn from you. And I just thank you for a life of service and commitment to the ministry. And congratulations to you and Patty on 40-year milestone. Good morning, Uh, my name is Tanya Purdy, and I have the privilege of reading this tribute for Patty on behalf of Marsha Martin, who is unable to be here in person today. Thank you, Patty, for 40 years of supporting your husband and the ministry in prayer, for faithful front row attendance, which has demonstrated your willingness to share your life and your family with living stones for being present in the foyer to love people and acknowledge their joys, hurts, milestones, and cares. Thank you for your, the evenings spent alone while Pastor Paul attends meetings or is counseling in person or on the phone. We acknowledge that you have given your family time for the sake of the gospel and the shepherding of his people. Thank you for demonstrating a godly life and disciplines to the women of Livingstone's Church, for teaching the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. For allowing God to use you in leadership in women's ministry, Thank you for your love and concern for the women of Livingstone's Church. We love you for this sacrifice. Thank you for the years of sitting on the floor with children, teaching them the love of Christ. God only knows the harvest that has occurred because of your faithfulness. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Speaking the words of the Apostle Paul, we bless you. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. 
May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Thank you, Patty. Thank you so very much for sharing, and uh, I'm sure if we left the mic open, we would be here for quite some time on uh, everybody else's messages and tributes for Paul and Patty. Uh, we have a uh, video from uh, three of our outside elders that uh, wanted to share tributes. Uh, David McFarlane, who many of us has heard of, uh, has heard of uh, preach here, uh, Dr. Matthew Thomas, and Pastor Glenn Brightkreitz. Hello, Paul and Patty. David McFarland here. Just want to wish you all the best as you celebrate 40 years of ministry. Remember that 40 is a new 20. I'm thinking of Psalm 1, which talks about that a godly man and a godly woman are be blessed are like a tree planted by streams of water that'll bear fruit in its season. You have borne fruit, you are bearing fruit, and the future looks bright as you bear even more fruit. God bless you, and I celebrate in my heart with you and wish you all the very best, my dear friends. God bless you all. What a joy and delight for Elizabeth and I to celebrate and recognize 40 years of ministry of Pastor Paul and Patty. Pastor Paul, you have impacted locally and globally. The very life speaks to the world. You have passion for Jesus Christ. And we have come this far because you were focused on God's plans, God's purposes, and God's perspective. We know you are going to impact more people through the simplicity of the gospel and through your servant attitude. We have a lot to do and you are a great leader because you lead people with a godly soul. Training of leader for next generation is a greater responsibility on your shoulder. I like to read a passage from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, two verses. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in Lord's work. We have gathered here to honor Dr. Paul and Patty. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. We are gathered here to show our respect and our love to Pastor Paul and Patty. May God bless you. Well, heartfelt congratulations to you, Dr. Paul and Patty, on the celebration of 40 years of faithfulness and ministry for the kingdom of God. Uh, I remember you coming through Temple Bible College, a young couple going to establish a beachhead for Christ in the south of the city of Red Deer. And look now at what the Lord has done to God be the glory. When I think about ministry, I think about relationships. And the first one 
is John 15. Jesus calls us to, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear much fruit. And I think that's the first relationship that you've been successful in. The first ministry has been to the Lord and to his spirit. And so congratulations and thank you for being that person in our lives who has fully expressed the love of Jesus. Also, I want to commend you in, in being a couple all this time. We see the beauty of how God built you as a couple, uh, uniquely gifted but perfectly suited. Your relationship together is an example of that covenant love that Jesus has for his church. So thank you for being that example to us. I also believe that congratulations are in order to Living Stones Church because you've been able to put up with Paul and Patty all this time. Of course, I'm joking. What a privilege it is to build that relationship together into community. And I know that the love of Jesus is the heart of all the relationships in, in your church. And so I congratulate all of you together on 40 years of serving Jesus. And this city that you live in needs that salt and light to continue. So please push on. I want to just, just end by saying 40 years is astounding. And look at the foundation that you've laid. But God isn't finished with you yet. The sturdy foundation becomes the place on which God can do things that eye has not seen and ear has not heard, nor has it entered into our hearts all that God has in store for you in the future. So keep going for Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. We, we love you. And God bless you as you celebrate that today. We wish we could be there. What an amazing uh, tribute from those three outside elders. I'd like to uh, welcome Pastor Paul and Patty on the stage and uh, the elders that uh, we are going to present them with uh, a token of our appreciation. We just want to say thank you so much to uh, Pastor Paul and Patty for uh, just welcoming, welcoming us into this place. And we just want to thank you by... Just a small token of flowers for uh, Patty. And we have a uh, Sylvan Lake Gulls tickets. As you know, Pastor Paul's a baseball fan as well, and a hat for him, as well as a uh, tr travel vouchers for a trip to anywhere. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Livingstone's Church. And thank you very much, uh, Pastor Paul and Patty. We're very thankful. And uh, right now we're going to have Pastor Mark and Pastor Adam to come up on the stage, and we're going to have uh, Brent Purdy uh, pray over Pastor Paul and Patty. Won't you stand and join me in prayer? Father God, we're just so grateful here at Living Stones for being able to uh, be beneficiaries of Pastor Paul and Patty's lives who are being poured out uh, in service to you and your kingdom, Lord. Uh, we're just grateful for such a, an amazing milestone. Uh, 40 years is just a tremendous accomplishment and just uh, an indication, Lord, of how faithful you continue to be in their lives. 
Lord, we just pray your blessing upon them as they move through uh, both this year, but as they continue their ministry for you, uh, as we celebrate this time, uh, we know that their, their ministry is not yet complete. So Lord, as they continue uh, in their ministry, Lord, at Living Stones and abroad, uh, we just pray your continued blessing upon their lives as they continue to uh, develop uh, individually, to learn more uh, to love better who you are and uh, as they do that as a couple Lord we just pray your continued blessing upon them and Lord as they continue to bless us here at Living Stones and uh, outside of Living Stones as well Lord we just pray you bless them in their lives and we just thank you we praise you in Jesus name Amen Welcome, everyone. I'm Pastor Adam, uh, the pastor of community, and before I start, I get to, I'm honored with bringing some of the word to you guys today, but I just want to remind you that the annual reports are available for everyone back in the foyer, so be sure to grab one for your family. So this Saturday morning, I'm sitting down eating breakfast with my kids and my wife, eating pancakes, and I received a text from a friend, and it simply read, Please pray, friends next in line at the border crossing. And I sat there at the table stunned for a moment before I shared the news with my wife. And then we looked at our kids and we began to try and explain what's happening in Ukraine to a six and three year old. And then we prayed for this missionary family who had been, who was approaching their turn at the border crossing and had been more than 45 hours of running from their home through the crowds and chaos to try and get their family out of the country that they had called home for years and that was now being attacked. It was not a deep, prolonged time of prayer. I rarely get those with two little tornadoes running around my house. It was simple and short, but it was enough. And God moved and that family did make it through. And we thank the Lord for them and think of many that don't have that option. You know, thinking about this current war has been hitting me and I think my wife a little bit differently than some of the other wars we've been alive for. Maybe it's because I have a family and kids now or because I have Ukrainian roots myself or maybe it's because I've just seen how fragile the world and society is in this past two years of dealing with covid but yet, regardless of the reason, I find that my mind can go in two directions when I face different types of struggle, struggle and hardship in my life. And one reaction, one, one direction is to be distracted. I wrote a bit of a blog post on our website called Distracted by the Lions, looking at the life of Daniel. Because I can become so engrossed in the media, in the endless scrolling of images and stories, the almost ceaseless discussion of the atrocities around us and the evilness of people. And this focus on struggle, when goes unchecked, will lead me to succumb to my own fears as I feel that incredible lack of control that I have over the events happening around me. I can look at my kids and have lots of fear for them too, which I'm sure is not rare for any parent here. 
but was challenged at looking at a conversation I came across when one parent said, I'm sorry we have to raise our children in this dy these dy dystopian times. To which another responded, never feel sorry for raising dragon slayers in a time where there are actual dragons. And how true that is. And that is an obvious and better choice, though it is easier said than done, to focus on him and seek God's kingdom, to seek God regardless of the feelings and situations I find myself in. I realize while I do not have control, I serve a God who does. And he has real work for me in the chaos right now. As Jesus says in Matthew 6, 3, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. I read that and think, wow, Lord, I get it here, but I need your spirit to bring it to my heart. Because when the world starts crumbling, or at least my perception is it's crumbling, I know my, in my humanness, I don't always default to him. I need a kingdom perspective, and I need to hold on to that rock that doesn't move. But how do we seek his kingdom now? You know, Pastor Paul, in much of his preaching, speaks about surrendered life. First, our lives in that moment which many of you have taken to surrender your life to Christ. To admit that we cannot do this on our own. That while we were created in his image, that image has been twisted by sin. And we need to be realigned with him. In Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As Christ died, I must surrender and also die. But that surrender is not one and done deal. There is a continual process of dying that must take place within all of us. This is not where the work ends. It is only where it begins. As Jesus reminds us in Luke 9, 23, as he said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Death and surrender are a real part of us seeking his kingdom. But that's not where it ends. There's so much more that I could get into, but this is going to be brief. So all I want to do is whet your appetite to dig into his word, dig in it with your, your family, with your friends, to discover what seeking his kingdom looks like for you. But I'm going to go through a couple of scriptures just to give you a little bit of that. And we're called to be Christ's witnesses to the end of the earth. And not only that, we're filled with his power as we do it. Acts 1. Your life is like that blinking sign on the highway directing the way that they need to go. We're to be ambassadors, 2 Corinthians 5, to carry God to those who do not know him yet. To let our light shine, Philippians 2.15. We are literal hope carriers. This is life-giving, to keep the boats from crashing on the rocks as you shine like a lighthouse. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, Ephesians 2.10. 
He has things for you and you alone to do in this life, in your life, in this time, in this moment. And he created you for it. Do we believe that? So as we go in our lives, we're to make disciples, Matthew 28. We are to multiply what he's doing in us. But that implies, he, implies that he is changing you and me. That we are seeking him and allowing him to actually do that within us. So that we have something worth replicating. Seeking his kingdom is the most exciting journey you will ever get to go on. It will focus you when the world looks bleak. And he will empower you as you look to him. And you will see him move as you obey and step out to do what he's calling you to do. You know, Paul has spent 40 years seeking his kingdom. Pastor Paul here. And has he done it perfectly? No. But that's not the point. He has been faithful. He has been used by God in powerful ways to touch so many lives. And you know what? He won't even know of the, many of the lives that he's touched and changed until he gets to heaven. But what an exciting thing to look forward to. What riches await us. Seek first his kingdom means that we are called to a work right now. So when you're tempted to get distracted by struggles, close or far from you, you will know your role in that struggle. To engage or withdraw, to be a peacemaker, or to pray. To look inside and deal with the pains you have ignored, or to love someone who is also in that fight. To shine a light where darkness has a hold. You each have people that have been put in your life, so that you may love and let Christ shine. People Pastor Paul or I have never met and never will meet. But when you're growing weary, scared or discouraged on that journey, remember that Pastor Paul is one of your number one fans, praying for you and laboring in that spiritual realm, asking that you would press into God in those moments and that you would gain strength from Christ to work powerfully through you. So I challenge you to look around at your own life and what are you, to ask God, what are you doing in me? And who are you bringing me to right now? How can I be a part of bringing his kingdom here and now? Ask for the courage to change yourselves and to love others courageously. Seek his kingdom will change your focus and perspective. It will change your heart and your everyday actions as he moves you beyond yourself. And ultimately you will see the world change and his kingdom come. Thank you. I'll ask Pastor Paul, Mark to come up and share. Thank you, Adam. What a great morning. It's amazing, a miraculous thing. We've sort of put this thing together. We never really met together, but this thing ends right on time. It's awesome. So uh, Friday night, Karen and I had the privilege of going out for supper with Pastor Paul and Patty. Karen mentioned a little bit about this that was going to be going on, and afterwards in the car, she says, I hope I was supposed to mention this, she says. She was afraid that she maybe let the cat out of the bag, that she was revealing a secret. But I said, no, he knows about it. So it's all good. But, you know, praise God how the Word says that all good things come from the Lord. And uh, we are blessed over the years, this church has been blessed of God, and God's hand has been on it. 
I know that we all recognize that we all have a responsibility before God to do what it is that he's asking each one of us to do with our lives. And as a church body, we want to acknowledge this morning uh, you, Pastor Paul and Patty, uh, for your faithfulness. Uh, We want to show our appreciation for the blessings that we've all experienced as a result of your faithfulness that to that call that God has had on your lives over the past 40 years. Over these 40 years, I know that there's been some times where you haven't been able to keep up. When the growth has been going and things have been moving forward and it's been exhausting, but good exhaustion. But you know, there's also been times when it's been a struggle. There's been seasons when it's been really tough, exhausting from the point where it's hard to even just put one foot in front of another. You know, um, over the years, Pastor Paul has shared a couple of things with me that have really made an impact on my life, has helped me to keep a level head about myself when things are either flying so fast that I can't keep up or it's, it's a tough sled. He said that when things are going good, he says, just keep in mind, they're probably not going quite as good as they seem to be you think they're going. But he said on the bright side of that, when things are going bad, they're probably not going as bad as it seems. And that just has helped me over the years to be able to not get too excited, but not to get too depressed when I feel like things maybe aren't going so good. A couple other things that Pastor Paul shared with me was one that's when you're feeling really good about what you're doing and you feel like you're really succeeding, you know, don't get too excited as people are congratulating or they're, they're putting you up, he says, because they'll tend to put you up on a pedestal that's a little bit too high. And then he says, you know, but don't get too discouraged when you're uh, being brought down by people because sometimes they'll even take you down farther than you deserve to go. And it was just has been good advice to be able to just keep my head about myself and not to get too excited or, or get too discouraged. And that's just seasoned ministry speaking there. And I appreciate that advice that you've given me over the years in that way. And I was thinking about what Bible character would... Uh, represent Pastor Paul. What, you know, which one would be a picture of him? And I thought of Daniel. Daniel was a man of character. He grew up in turbulent times. He was taken captive when Jerusalem uh, had succumbed to the world power of its day, which was Babylon. And Daniel faced a continual pressure over 70 years uh, in his captivity to live as the Babylonian people lived uh, as they tried to get him to conform continually. There are a number of examples of Daniel's character we see um, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. It says, Then other administrators and high officers began to search for some fault in the way that Daniel was handling the government affairs. uh, But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. You know, he was never one to act hastily, but he was patient and prayerful. He waited for the right time and opportunity to act. When he did so, he acted modestly. And uh, in the eyes of the world, Daniel had a talent that he could have used for his own gain, but he didn't do it. It would have been easy for him to become prideful, but he never did. Every time he had an opportunity to praise God, he gave all the credit and the praise to God. He never relied on himself or trusted in his own strength. When faced with a dilemma, he prayed to God and asked God to show him favor and compassion. 
Daniel lived in a foreign culture and there was a continual pressure for him to give into its customs and its practices. In each situation, he instead followed God. He followed him steadfastly. He wasn't brash or prideful or rude about his, uh, his beliefs, but he stood by his convictions with courage and boldness. And from Daniel's example, like Ruth and Joseph, we see that God protects and blesses those who seek him and put him first. And I know there have been several times when Pastor Paul has been, like, and it's been mentioned, been having to preach the gospel and preach the whole counsel of the word. And I know there's times when he has, would have preferred not to preach the text that was in front of him, but because of his faithfulness to the whole counsel of God, he was, just would continue to preach what was coming up. Daniel sees his responsibility before God as something that was very serious, and he wanted to be faithful as one who would speak what God wanted him to speak. And he was, knew that he was speaking on God's behalf. God throws down the prideful, and he raises up the humble. Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar and other satraps, which it means leaders, they were all prideful, and God punished them all. You know, and I've learned so much uh, Karen and I have been honored, Pastor Paul and Patty, for the past 20 years and being able to serve alongside of you. You know, and I've learned so much by your example and the support that you've shown me. You're a couple who cares about the things that God cares about. And a fruit of that, an amazing fruit, is that it attracts people that care about the things that God cares about. And it's because of your faithfulness and we know God's faithfulness. We are all so blessed by one another as a body. And it's our hearts as a church body that God will continue to bless you, that he will continue to make his face shine upon you and your family, and that he will continue to make, uh, give you that peace that passes understanding. So on behalf of Livingstone's Church, I'd ask us to stand as the body of Christ here in Red Deer that uh, we bless you, Pastor Paul and Patty, and uh, we thank you for 40 years of service. Let's give them a, a hand. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, congregation. Thank you for your generosity and support. I want to just say something to you that we both recognize God's faithfulness. You see, because we can only be faithful if God is faithful. Does that make sense? That's the whole thing. We're, we're trusting in God. And I want to just say that um, we could not do this without you. We want you to know that right now. We, we have been in a sense, experience God's faithfulness. But it's really not Patty and I, it's we. You know, I, I look at Vic and, and Haiti. You've been faithful. Th this is as much a tribute to you as it is to us, or to Mark and Karen, or to so many others that have walked along for years with us on this journey. But I'm going to say one little thought that may be of great encouragement to you. We've gone through a very difficult time the last two years. Everybody agree with that? It's been a refining. We've learned things about ourselves, some good, some not so good, right? That's true. We've all experienced that. But I like the number 40 because it's representative of something in the Bible. 40 represents a time of complete testing. Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days. Remember that? 
the Israelites were in the wilderness 40 years. Well, what happened to the Israelites is they came out of the wilderness at the end of 40 years and they entered the promised land. So I'm saying to God, okay, we are about to enter into a new season. And I believe with all of my heart that the season we're about to enter into is far greater than the season we have just gone through by a long ways. And you are coming along right now in this journey. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to start seeing people come out of the woodwork. I have no idea where they're coming from. I've watched it over the years. They're going to start joining us. But you've been faithful. This is a tribute to you, not just to us. And you're going to see in the days ahead how God's going to honor us, not just us, us. Why? Because we've been faithful to God in this hour, and God is going to honor those who honor him. So let's get ready. We're about to enter into a new season that's a season of blessing. Yeah, there'll be battles ahead. There were battles in the promised land, but there were many more victories. You have to have battles to have victories. We're going to have some battles, but we're going to have great victories. And that's what I'm believing for in the future. So let's pray that God will use all of us and that we will be faithful to him and we will honor him. Amen. We're going to see God do some good stuff. So Father, I thank you this morning for your beautiful people. We've had the privilege of serving them. And Lord, it's all about you. And we want to honor you today because you're honoring us today, but really it's reflecting back to you, Father, because you're the one that's doing it. You're the one that's kept us. You're the one that's blessed. You're the one that's provided. You're the one that's done the work. Maybe he's done it a little bit through Patty and I, but he's done it through all of us in this church family. And I just pray that in the days ahead, Father, we're going to see greater things than we've ever seen before. I believe that with all of my heart. We're going to see greater things than we've ever seen before. And I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you leave.